0: As Americans, as Americans, we are so into love. We are into romantic love. We are into friend love. We are into family love. And on Instagram, by the way, it's not a like button. It's a, it's a heart, aw, right? We are just, we are so into love. People on social media will simply post their favorite dessert and they'll put one word, love. They'll get together with their friends at a restaurant and they'll post one word, love. (laughs) They will do this, people do this. In just another few days, you know someone's gonna be holding a pumpkin spice latte and what's the word that's gonna be there? Love. I just love fall. You'd think, You would think because we post so much about it, because we write so many songs about it, because we make so many movies about it, that we would be really good at love. You would think that we would be really good at love, and you would be wrong. Just this week, I messed up big time. My wife was rattling off one idea after another. Boom, boom. It's a strength of hers. She was just coming up with killer ideas. Boom, boom, boom. Well, it got me thinking. And when I think, my mouth closes. I can't operate thinkers up here and my mouth at the same time. That's too hard. So after, after a few minutes, Jen, Jenny stops and there's this long pause. You think these ideas suck, don't you? You don't like them. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I was just thinking. I, I couldn't operate my mouth. I, these are great ideas. No, they're not. See, now my wife, my wife is verbal. So when my wife is feeling love from me, it's when I'm saying things like, Jenny, that's an awesome idea. Jenny, oh my gosh, you rocked this dinner. We should definitely have this again. And she's like, yes, really? you know. And so, boom, you can tell me this was a great sermon all week long. And while I will appreciate it, It's not the same as showing up for setup. You show up for setup and stack up chairs or you take a task out of my hands and you're like, you own it and you run with it. I think I'm in love. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Everyone in this room understands that there are different kinds of love. You understand, it's a different kind of love between a parent and a child, between a husband and a wife, or between lovers, between two best friends, But did you know that what makes you feel the most loved is not the same as the person next to you? It's not the same as your mom or your dad. It's not the same as your spouse. It's not the same as your friends. I want to make a case today that if you sit on your hands, if you sit on your hands and you don't say anything and you don't do anything to express love, that that's not really love at all. In order for love to be love, it has to be expressed. It has to be demonstrated. It has to be lived out. And so love is only love when it's expressed. Love is only love when it's expressed in relationships. That's what what I'm talking about today. And furthermore, what makes you feel the most loved is not necessarily what makes another person Feel the most loved. And so, if you're going to express love really well, you got to express it in a way that the other person gets, that the other person goes, Oh, this is love. Oh, you're affirming me. Oh, ding, 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 ding. I get it. This is really, really important, gang. Okay, so we're finishing up a series on the Trinity. And you're like, Man, lucky me. Uh, We're finishing up a series on the Trinity father son and holy spirit and when we say that god is father son and holy spirit we're actually saying something really really important now in the first week we talked about the fact that because god exists in community because god is father son and holy spirit and because we're made in his image you're not meant to be alone i'm not meant to be alone we are made social beings Last week, we talked about the the fact that because the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit each have a role to play and a contribution to make in a relationship, their relationship is characterized by interdependence, by mutuality, by reciprocity. In other words, when you're in a relationship where the give river only flows one way, that's not healthy. That's bad. That's not mutuality, okay? But with God, it's mutual, okay? Today, I want you to see that I want you to see that love is rooted in relationship and that love is meaningless apart from it, okay? There are a couple of verses that are really important here. The first one comes from 1 John 4, 8. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Say it with me. God is Love. love. That's a powerful statement that John is making. He makes it again a few verses later. We know how much God loves us, and we've put our trust in his love. There it is again. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Love is a core aspect of who God is. It's a character trait of him. Okay, so among the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we see self-giving love. The Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father, the Father loves the Spirit, the Spirit loves the Son. It's self-giving love, and we see that in how they operate. But in order for you to kind of get your brain around it, and I've, trust me, I have a hard time with this, I want to turn to one passage, and I want to let Jesus himself describe what this love is like among the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's found in John's gospel. At the end of John's gospel, in John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, John records a lengthy conversation that Jesus had with his friends and his disciples on their last night together. Now, if you know anything about human nature, when somebody knows the end is around the corner, all of a sudden what they're going to say becomes really important. Hey, I want you to know that. I had Wheaton friends on flight 93, one of the flights that was downed on 9-11. And when they knew their plane was taken over, they were texting messages that were critically important. I want you to know how much I love you. Marrying you was the best decision I ever made. Like, all of a sudden, the ding, 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 importance level went off the, just off the charts, off the roof, okay? So Jesus knows tomorrow I'm gonna be nailed to a cross. This is it. I want you guys to know some things. And that's what's recorded in these chapters of John. So if you brought a paper Bible, you can open it to John chapter 14. We're just gonna be in that one chapter today. John chapter 14, beginning at verse 15. And I'll put these verses up here. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you'll see me. And since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. Well, here, I'll stop there. So, there's a lot going on in this passage. And the first thing that I want to uh, point out is this part. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. <clears throat> Jesus promises that he will, send, uh, he will send a comforter, a counselor, an advocate in this in this translation, he says, I'm going to send another advocate. Um, it's where you get that song where you, Comforter and Friend. That's where that comes from. It's this passage right here. I, I know I did the song Justice right then and there. The NIV translates it, Counselor. What, I mean, seriously, what does Comforter mean? You know, I think of like an extended movie night and you're snuggling on the couch. You know, what is that? counselor when i think of the word counselor i think of what happens when i'm going to see my friend when i've got an issue i need help with and he's got like psychiatry degrees on the wall is that what the holy spirit is no 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 did you know that the word it's only used in john's gospel this word advocate paraclete is is the word in the greek roughly And when it's used in other literature in the Greco-Roman times, it was used to describe a legal counsel. It was your advocate in court, someone who was taking up your cause and who was advocating you before the judge. And that's the way the word was used. And so there's something going on here. And, And the cool thing is that Jesus says the Holy Spirit is another advocate. If, he's, if the Holy Spirit's another advocate, do you have a guess on who the first advocate might be? Jesus. Say it louder. Jesus. Jesus, you're right. Ding, 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 ding. I wish you could all get candy bars today. Yes, Jesus is the first advocate. We, we hear about that in the, the book of Hebrews where the writer goes on and on. No, 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 we've got a high priest who can sympathize with us. We have somebody who's giving us that kind of access with the Father. We have an Advocate in Jesus. And Jesus says, Oh, I'm sending you another advocate. Now, Jesus, in, in, in John's gospel, John uh, writes about Jesus in a way that in John's mind, Jesus is kind of on trial with the people. And so Jesus produces witnesses and testimony and signs in order to demonstrate who he is. And the Holy Spirit will do the same thing. But he makes this promise I will come to you. And this kind of has three parts. It. There's the part of, and I'm reading in Revelation right now when Jesus comes back. No one's going to miss that, by the way. It's not going to be like a, you know, I think he came back last week. No, it's going to be a, whoa! (laughs) Okay? He will return. He is coming back. But there's another thing implied in this, and that's Resurrection Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to be crucified, but three days later, booyah! Surprise! And then there's the sending of the Holy Spirit. Jesus comes in the Holy Spirit. I want to focus, though, on this little part of this passage, all right? Look at all the times the word love is used. That's a lot in just that little section, isn't it? That's a lot of love <laughs> in John's gospel. Those who love Jesus are the ones who will accept his commandments and obey them. Out of love, the Father and Jesus will come to them. But the reverse is also true. Those who don't love, who refuse to obey, they're not connected to Jesus. They're not connected to the Father. Love is only love when it's expressed and demonstrated in relationship. And Jesus, in essence, says in John's Gospel, hey, you love me? Really? You love me? Obey me. Obey what I've commanded. It's not that dissimilar to what God does in the Old Testament through the prophets when he's like, you know, the sacrifices are great. Actually, the sacrifices stink. What I want is you. I want your heart. I want you to love me without any holding anything back. That's what I want. I want you, all of you, and I want you to do what I've told you. In other words, Don't sit on your hands and say nothing and do nothing. Live out, express love. And Jesus is saying that in this passage, all right? Well, let's keep going. Uh, In fact, Jesus uh, gave us that command. He says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. What's his command? Love each other. And you don't have to guess. What does that love look like, Jesus? Well, Just love the way Jesus loved his friends, his disciples. And you got a good picture of what the kind of love that Jesus is talking about. Well, in verses 25 and following, it tweaks a little. Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I'm telling you is from the father who sent me. I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I'm going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really loved me, you would be happy that I'm going to the Father who's greater than I am. I've told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I'll do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know I love the Father. Come, let's go. This passage is full of Trinitarian implications. The Father will send the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Let's just look at one thing the Spirit does. When the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. In the very beginning of John's Gospel, uh, uh, there's uh, this thing about the temple. Jesus makes these statements about the temple. And John has an aside comment, and he says, After the resurrection, the disciples had a, oh! oh that's what you meant by the temple jesus you weren't talking about the temple made of stone and mortar you were talking about your body oh you were going to be raised from the dead ding 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 ding. they didn't come up with that idea on their own that was the holy spirit doing what the holy spirit does he was reminding them and 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 speaking to them i had that happen this uh two weeks ago a number of us have been reading through proverbs and i got to proverbs 14 i think verse 30 and I just, the Holy Spirit was like, that's you, listen, Max, pay attention, pay attention. I, I couldn't, there was no mistaking it. It was God was speaking through Proverbs 14.30. Some of you are gonna be, I'm looking that verse up. Yes, that's, that's my issue right now, is Proverbs 14.30. Dr. Burge puts it this way, he says, as the Son incarnated, incarnated God's presence into the world, so now the Holy Spirit brings the Son's presence into the world through us the church so one of the things that the the spirit is doing is it's he's reminding us and and God is speaking to us okay the other thing that the spirit does is gives us peace I, I can't tell you how many times I've run across somebody who's been making a major decision and uh, they're like man this is a tremendous opportunity I've been offered a a, a, a role in this business and, and in five years it'll be just this amazing thing but you know I don't have any peace about it right There's usually an indicator you should probably stop and not move forward right and it's not the peace it's, it's a different kind of peace and I don't have time to get into that today but those are just two things that the spirit gives us right? the last thing I want to draw out is this verse 31 um, I will do what the Father requires of me. Catch this, so the world will know what that I love the Father. The world will know that I love the Father because I fulfill the mission that the Father has given me. We see this come up in other in this gospel and in other parts of the New Testament. Uh, how does the world know that we're with Jesus because we love one another? right? Love expressed, love demonstrated. How will the world know that Jesus loves the Father? Through his obedience. How will the world know that God loves the world? By God sending his son. How will the world know that people belong to Jesus and that Jesus is among them because of their love for one another, okay? So in light of this passage, in what ways did I or did I not love this week? In what ways did I or did I not love this week? Not just, oh, I had feelings of love on the inside. I didn't say anything, I didn't do anything, but boy, I felt them big time. I felt them for my husband, for my wife. I felt them for my kids. I felt it all day long on Tuesday. Did you do anything about it? No, but man, I felt it. Oh gosh, I love them. (laughs) In what ways did I or did I not love this week? And then secondly, are people in my life hearing and receiving what I intend? Am I expressing love in ways they get? One of the things Jesus is saying in this passage in John chapter 14 is, you love me? You love me? Show me. Show me. Show me you love me. It's a hard thing. James picks it up in his letter. He goes, You show me faith, I'll show you deeds, right? They're connected. Deeds flow out of love. It's not not that different from what God says to the Israelites. Again, here's what I found, though. Expressing love just one way doesn't work. Love isn't monolithic. It isn't isn't one-sided. It isn't just one-size-fits-all. As many people are in this room today, there are that many different ways of giving and receiving love. There's a Christian psychologist named Gary Chapman who noticed a trend when he was counseling couples. He would counsel couples. They would come in there and they would sit down with him because they were getting ready for divorce. One or both of them had already contacted a divorce lawyer but they were sitting down with him as a last ditch effort. Okay, can we save this marriage? Is it salvageable? And he would talk to them one at a time. And he would say, tell me what the issues are. And the one person would speak and would tell me what the issues are. And inevitably, one or both of them would say, you know, my husband does this, my wife does that, but I just don't feel loved. Isn't that weird? They're in this relationship and they're kind of shooting past each other. And the one or both of them say, I just don't feel Loved Well, he began to categorize them, and he developed what he calls the five love languages. You may have heard of them, right? He says, and and this by no means is exhaustive. This is just five examples. But I want to walk you through this to maybe help you begin to see that love is only love when it's expressed, and secondly, it's got to be expressed in ways that people get. All right? So let me walk through these. Receiving gifts. I have a friend named Isaiah. This is Isaiah, buddy. It's all about gifts. I remember the year I got him, it was, this'll date me back to the 90s, but it was a brand new iPod whatever. It was a gazillion dollars and he was so geeked out. My friend Max got me an iPod 5000. It's not, you know, I don't know anything about Apple products, sorry, okay? But he was so excited. Every time he went on a trip, Guess what? I got something. I have a whole box full of Isaiah junk from trips, the places that he went because that's how he hears and expresses love. That's his default setting on the barometer, on the on the machine, okay? There's another one, quality time. Um in the early days when Jenny and I were uh dating, this is like her second biggest one, right? So uh one of the ways that you can tell is uh uh, someone's love language is by what they complain about the lack of so i had a job that i had to go to bed early i had to wake up early and so friday nights was the one time that we could see each other and it was for like a window for an hour and a half and when the hour and a half window was done and i was like i got to go to bed really it's only been an hour i haven't i haven't seen you at all And I'm like, what do you mean? You just saw me right now. This was like an hour and a half. Don't you understand? This is time. We got time. I logged time. Wasn't enough time. It was a black hole of time, okay? Some people are wired this way. You just want to point this out. Words of affirmation. That's my wife's number one, man. You're awesome. Uh, There are people in life you'll run into them and they're constantly paying you compliments all the time that could be an indicator this is in play for them um i call it the rub my belly right tell me i'm rub my belly telling i am tell me i'm awesome whoops okay words of affirmation is uh, uh number three another one acts of service uh i regret this is my default setting okay uh, the the stereotypical plays out in home this way. It's great that you tell me you love me, but you know what? Clean the kitchen and I will hear you. I love you. I will feel it. My tank will overflow. Empty the dishwasher and you are Jesus in the flesh. Put away the laundry and you have come down from Mount Olympus. You're still shining. Okay? It is Greek. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Okay? Physical touch. I just wanna be here, I just want you to hold me. I just need to be held. Um, People, uh, I call it the Bill Clinton syndrome. Everybody gets a hug, right? (laughs) Everybody gets a hug. Some of you are like, that goes places, okay? (laughs) Love is only love when it's expressed. And ironically, it's often only heard or gotten when it's expressed in the way that, that is the primary way that person gives and receives love. So what can you do from here? One, you probably ought to know some things about yourself. If you haven't figured this out, you should. Um, for those of you that subscribe to e-news from Generations, in your inbox right now, is an email that has a link. You could click on the link. You can take an online assessment. There are actually paper tests in the back, on the back table today, for people who are single, for people who are uh, couples, uh, for teenagers, and for kids. Okay? So that's the first step, is you ought to know your language. You ought to know the primary way that you hear love with the greatest clarity. And then secondly... You ought to know the love languages of the people around you, especially the people that you live with. If you're in college, you ought to know your roommate's love language. I'm like, really? Yes, it will help. <laughs> but if you've got family at home, this is, a, this is a thing where us, we parents, we need to be, we need to be very intentional about this. Uh, you, if you have five kids, you already know. All the kids are different. They're not all the same. And you can't love all your kids the same way. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, With my youngest, it's log hours, log hours, log hours, log hours, log hours. I can spend all day with her. And then I need like a five-minute, ten-minute introvert introvert break. And six minutes into it, she says to me, "Daddy, I never get to see you. And I'm like, we just spent all day. Gone, out of the memory. My oldest acts of service, baby, I will occasionally take his car and fill it up with gas. I will, when he's got a laundry that he hasn't been able to pull in because he's been working two extra shifts, I'll throw it in and get it done for him. And I know, ding, thanks dad, huge, right? You wanna love me? Show me you love me, okay? So you, you get the idea. These are things that you can do. Here's why this is important. God has gone to extravagant lengths to show you and me just how much He loves us. Extravagant links. He didn't even spare His own Son, who lived the life we should have lived, who died the death we deserve. And yet, when it came time for Jesus to be, in a sense, reunited with the Father, He didn't leave us as orphans, He sent us His Spirit. There are so many things, in so many different ways, God's presence. God's provision. I could go down a long list. God knows to love and to love well and to show it in many different ways so that we can hear it and get it. Again, you cannot remain silent. You cannot sit on your hands. You cannot wait for other people to guess that you love them. Love is only love when it's expressed in relationships. And I hope and pray that you will love well this week.